And welcome to Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast we're watching and analyzing the 1998 Norm Macdonald film Dirty Work, one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones, and I'm John Yabez. And I'm yeah. super excited because we got a special guest, very special, the inventor of the chocolate that grants you immortality. Yeah, Carolyn is here. Hey, hey, hey. It's exciting because like you've basically just uh, destroyed the need for healthcare. Yeah, that's out of the that was thrown out the window basically, and now you've given people the the choice of when they actually just want to depart. Yeah, this existence because now they have a choice, yeah. <laughs> which is a this is which is a, what would you call that? Um, the the the. Uh, the the choice of when to die, <laughs> uh, like something like I can't remember the word, euthanasia. No, 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 something more uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll think of it. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just at, the, just, at will. Just yeah. the fact that we have that decision yeah. is uh, is a uh, first of its kind. Yeah, extraordinary. Good things. Pretty great. Things. I can't. Great. I can't think. My my brain isn't working. <laughs> The fact that I'm, I'm immortal is uh, kind of weighing heavy. Yeah. So when you have the rest of all time to figure out what that word is, you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will get right on that. Yeah. yeah. No hurry, though. No yeah. hurry. Yeah, no <laughs> you got literally, time. Literally got forever. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so today we're talking about minute sixty-one of Dirty Work, and minute sixty-one starts with Mitch in the back of his car in his pajamas, listening to his tape recorder. And hearing himself saying, hey, homeless guys, I'll give you each a dollar if you go into this building here and run around running and screaming. And it ends with uh, Mitch and Sam back up on the rooftop and Sam saying, look, Mitch, a lot of stuff came pouring out of me. Something. Cliffhanger. Another well-constructed minute. Another cliffhanger, right? Yes, yes. Kind of just makes me want to keep watching the the rest of the film. uh, (laughs) So, so awesomely structured. Yeah. And uh, I guess we, we also find out what happens if Sam is just left to his own to his own will yeah. when it comes to problem solving. Because <laughs> he was just uh, trying to throw his entire body at the gates leading up to Travis Cole's main buildings. Yeah, so. when we've learned this earlier, when Sam said, hey, Mitch, you're, you're a genius. We couldn't have done this without you right after they destroyed um, Trailer Howard's grandmother's building. And, and Mitch said, and I couldn't have done it without... A big dumb idiot to knock down doors. So it's like this is a Sam's skill set is knocking down doors. Yeah, that's Except pretty. that he's not doing it this time. <laughs> that's all he knows. <laughs> that is, yeah. Which kind of makes me feel silly because I, I I was giving Sam a lot of uh, credit, mm. <laughs> <laughs> thinking that he was, uh, you know, he's a good guy, yeah. he's a good friend. But uh, you know, I just didn't know that his only solution to solving any problem is throwing Breaking his body at it. <laughs> But it's effective, right? I guess. Uh, at times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One time he crushed uh, Mitch underneath the door. Yeah. Trying to get through it. So. And Mitch might have changed his mind at that moment. <laughs> but then he got crushed by the door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's kept him on pace. Yeah. Kept him in line. I have yeah. a question about Sam just kicking that door. Like the gate. Like the pull down chain security gate thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Does that mean that building's closed? Like no one's in there? Like they locked up for the weekend or something? Maybe they just closed it because he was trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were just like, let's let him wear himself out. 
Because, <laughs> like, uh, Caroline, I know you haven't seen the, the entire movie, but, like, the police in this town, yeah. wherever they're at, is probably the worst police force yeah. in the history. Yeah, really? Yeah, just, just on the level of their ineptness. Yeah. When I think of, like, police doing bad things, like, this is the top of the list. Like, this <laughs> town's <laughs> police force. Wow. They barely have presence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only time they've actually solved one of the crimes that happened that Mitch and Sam did was because there's literally a trail of popcorn from the, <laughs> the crime pop- scene. Yeah, from the crime scene <laughs> to the dirty work office. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, because and the only, the only time they actually showed up to a to a scene is when Mitch called them. Yeah. Mitch called them. Mitch called them as a prank to beat up these fraternity, uh, this frater- these fraternity brothers. Okay. And yeah, besides that, yeah, they're pretty much just non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> you can pretty much do whatever you want in this town. Yeah, because Sam and Mitch get away with a lot, and so does Travis Cole. So yeah. We also haven't determined where this takes place. Yeah. Oh, okay. We decided yeah. not Canada. Not Canada. Yeah. Because of their healthcare system. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what we know. The cars have California plates. Um, That's a good start. Yeah, so we see in California. Yeah. But they've showed a map of this town, apparently, yeah. apparently right? Okay. But the map is awful and doesn't really <laughs> point out anything. So, and it like looks like it doesn't look like California at all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Mitch and Sam are from there. Right. Right? But uh, Sam has a very clear. New York accent, yeah. and and Mitch has mm-hmm. a very Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. They have different moms, so it could just be that they picked up from their mothers. Yeah, that too. Okay. Mm. So it's hard to tell. That's tough. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the town is nice enough where they have a main road, a small... Yeah, shops and bars, but close enough to where there's like they can Mitch and Sam can get to a carnival. Yeah, that's right. There's a yeah, carnival with a freak a show and big enough for an opera house. Yeah, the Chelsea exist. Opera House. Where's the Chelsea Opera House? Is that a real Google thing? That. This might be the the key to the mystery. Yeah. Well, you don't even know. They might have just chosen a name as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have no idea where this takes place. There's a Chelsea Opera. In New York City. Okay. And that's most of these websites. We could edit this out later. Make oh. it shorter. Yeah. <laughs> the Google search portion. Yeah. And there's the, the, grand, the Grand Opera House in Manhattan is in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan. Okay. All right. So that's... Uh, yeah. That doesn't explain why... So I, I guess they're in New York City. And, you know, Canada is near New York, relatively. Yeah. The only problem then would why are, do all the cars have California, California plates? Oh yeah. Why is it always sunny? No, <laughs> I think it's this alternate version of New York City, where yeah, all the the cars that come through that used car dealership mm-hmm. owned by David Keckner's character yeah. come from New York or from come from California, California and gotcha. he's the most successful used car dealer in New York City, so that's why his cars are driving around all the time. Ah, that yeah. that would do it. Then, okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe salt. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Maybe this is like a alternate. Maybe this is like you know how like DC kind of has its universe where Metropolis and Gotham exist, yeah. and they're all supposed to be on the East Coast apparently. Yeah. Yes. 
So maybe uh, maybe in this universe, California is actually on the East Coast. Yeah. That, yes. And New York's on true. the West Coast. Mm-hmm. No. Could be. Uh, and Canada's in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe no one is like checking consistency. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a continuity person. No, they're just like, is it funny? <laughs> Does it continue to make me laugh? Then go with that. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone decides to examine this film, then that's a waste of their own time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in this minute, we've got what I, I don't remember if I called this out as my favorite line before, but it's in the recording when Travis Cole's talking to them. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I think I showed you two a thing or two about dirty work. And I always love it when they use the name of the film in a line of dialogue. Yeah. So it's actually my, it's my favorite line in this movie oh, because yeah. of that. And I think and also because it gets used like four or five times. <laughs> Just that recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the entire film. That's yeah, the nice, line entire film. Yeah. It's a good line. Yeah. yeah that, that is weird when, it is a really meta thing when someone in the film yeah. says the name of the title, says the name For of the sure. film. For sure, yeah. I know that like, um, I forgot which YouTube channel it does it. I think like Everything Wrong With, you ever oh, see yeah. those videos? Every time, every time they go over that yeah. and... Someone says that line, they'll just freeze frame it and then just start rolling the credits <laughs> of the film, which is, uh, which is pretty awesome, yeah. I think. I think, like, movies should go one step further, and every time someone says the name of the film, right. they just look at the camera and wink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How awesome would The Matrix have been? Yeah. <laughs> if Morpheus was like, this is The Matrix, wink, wink. <laughs> and he was just like, who are you, who are you winking at? Yeah. <laughs> He even blows his mind even further by telling him that he's in a movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> they just make a meta, meta movie. Yeah. Just call it, make a, call it meta movie. Meta movie. Meta movie. Where everyone's just really self-aware of what's going wow. on. Just talking right into the camera. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Has, it, has that ever been done before? Probably, like, as a student film. Oh, well. I don't know, John. You should try it. Yeah, <laughs> you should try it. Filmmaker John, yeah, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That seems kind of if a film student's making that film is probably a little bit pretentious. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm going to show the film world <laughs> what it really means to be a filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, I went to the film program here at UH Manila. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like not to, uh, you know. Our students are very young. <laughs> I've experienced much life, so I mean, a lot of the films I'd, I'd seen, <laughs> kind of everyone kind of resolves their problem by walking into nature. <laughs> Literally, like, maybe 85% of the movies I watched were just like, my life is going nowhere, yeah. and I needed an escape, so... <laughs> Just because I'm me, I'm able to travel all the way to Hawaii and then go on this path, <laughs> take this nature path. Now yeah. all my problems are solved. You know? Yeah. Not it's to throw very... shade at my alma mater. <laughs> no, just, just the students there. Um, it's really interesting that's how young people think because I took a, a playwriting workshop one time uh-huh. and most of the people taking that were older and we all wrote like the first scene of our plays. And I just wrote a comedy sketch instead of a, a play. Mm-hmm. But literally of the like 12 or 15 plays that we saw, all but three of them mentioned cancer at least once in that first scene. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Because that's wow. how you tell people you're this is a dramatic piece of theater. It's <laughs> because yeah. cancer's in there. Jesus. <laughs> I guess they could also walk off into the that's woods a, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's right how they all end. And the nature, nature cured my cancer. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, you know, like little, I don't know if you guys are like little side, little side tidbit things. Yeah. Sure. I, uh, I wrote, I wrote a one act play when I was in high school. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> it was I went to a Catholic high school. Okay. And yeah. so <laughs> and at this point So it had to be about like God. Uh yeah, it was actually like uh <laughs> you know, I was I was kind of in this mode where I was uh, young and rebellious. Yeah. And really didn't like I uh, wanted to tell people how uh, much I could rebel. You know, like a rogue one. No. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote I'd written this comedy about uh death. Oh, actually, ironically, ties in the Norm Macdonald. <laughs> oh, okay. Because uh, I love I loved Norm Macdonald growing up. And so, like, I wrote... And ironically, he was the voice of death in Family Yeah. <laughs> but I had written this play where death quits his job. Mm. Wow. Because he hates it. Right. And uh, I remember writing death specifically like Norm Macdonald. Right. To a point where I put it in his little character description, Norm Macdonald type. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty awesome. It was uh, it got it got selected to be one of the one acts in this in this festival. Nice. Wow! And it closed it out. Oh, wow. But I, I offended a lot of old <laughs> conservative. So mission accomplished, right? People. Yeah. Well, like uh, I remember, God was uh, like I, I wrote, God is an arrogant kind of asshole. <laughs> And uh, Lucifer, Lucifer was actually a, a girl. Oh, her name, and uh, the, there was so a progressive. through line where her name is Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, there's a part where Death has to con- like God tells Death that he has to convince this guy not to kill himself. Right. And if he could do mm-hmm. that, then he doesn't have to be Death anymore. Ah, okay. But this dude is like super suicidal, and this was like when emo was <laughs> in thing. its yeah. highest <laughs> popularity. So this. This whole soundtrack to your play was uh, Taking Back Sunday songs. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Papa Roach. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, but yeah, there was, a, there was a little through line in the entire thing where uh, this guy who wants to commit suicide keeps, is, is kind of flabbergasted as to why Satan is a girl. Ah. And uh, well, and then Death kind of explains, well, Lucy, uh, Lucifer is actually just a combination of uh, a question. Like what's Lucy? What's Lucy for? <laughs> and then the answer is fucking, <laughs> because she liked to have sex. <laughs> is that mine? I didn't say fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would that that would have been like nope. Yeah. But uh, no, that was me my my rebellious days. There's there's a copy. Someone had recorded it. Oh. Wow. So there's a copy of this thing floating around somewhere. But you don't have a copy of it? Yeah. Uh, no, no. No. So I, could you cast this in yourself? Did you find a Norm Macdonald type yeah, character? Yeah, uh, well, he wasn't exactly a Norm Macdonald type. He was my, <laughs> he was my good buddy. He kind of had the sarcastic tone of Norm. But, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was the entire play was kind of over the top ridiculous because, like, <laughs> uh, I, remember, I remember I made Death's assistant this dude named uh, uh, Damon. Ah, okay. But I want, but like he was my he was my friend that was uh, he had just come out of the closet. No, and uh, yeah, that was like <laughs> something oh my in my gosh. high school. Yeah, drama. But I wanted, but he was a he was a gay demon, and I wanted to come. <laughs> I want to call him Gaiman. <laughs> but they wouldn't let me do that, wow. so I had to change his name. But like I like I remember I, I remember the throughout the entire thing he 
he asked me how he should dress because you know we didn't have budgets so no, everyone no. had to like kind of come in their own costumes and i told him like you know just dress however you want to dress you yeah. know sure and uh, I remember the night of the performance, he came in and he was wearing like fishnet stockings, nice. these <laughs> these these booty jeans jean shorts, <laughs> and a vest with like this uh, fur collar on it. Nice. And he was yeah, and then he was like uh, his makeup was like all dragged out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. super drag queen style. For sure. And I told him I was like, listen, <laughs> like you didn't have to go this like you don't have to go like go this hard with it, but like you know. If, <laughs> People want to see that if you, if that's how you want to do it, then that's how you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, sure. So I mean, like, uh, I don't know how he felt about it, but he seemed to be pretty happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he he picked it out, right? Yeah, <laughs> and that definitely like uh, irks some old people. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're the type of play I just kind of like because I remember the the main character's ex girlfriend was a was a porn star named Velvet Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of made everyone as obnoxious as I could, as <laughs> anti what we've learned about morality. It's as no. cool as I could. It was fun. It was a fun time. I should probably see if I could track down a yeah, copy. Yeah, see if you can find a copy of that. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Definitely. The listeners would, too. Yeah. Contact my own theater director. <laughs> she probably burned it or something. No, no. Yeah. I'm sure they use it as evidence when they fire you. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to find it, it's called The Day Death Quit. Ah. That's somewhere, in my, somewhere looming in my old high school. Yeah, somebody <laughs> Google that. So it's uh, real quick before we uh, wrap this up. Um, we end this minute on the uh, the rooftop again that we were on before. And we can see in like the, the background, there's like a line of, line of townhouses. So I don't think they were on top of the hospital, This is which we assumed when we first saw them up there before. Yeah. So that's a correction. Correction. Is that the correction same corner? Roo- correction corner. Is it the same rooftop from... It looks like it. We're going to triple check. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> yeah. it's not a correction. We'll like, find out tomorrow. Early in the film, they're on top of this roof. Okay. And um, they're having a little sentimental moment. Yeah. And uh, they kind of reveal that Sam is urinating off of the top of the roof <laughs> onto someone. So this is like a, another callback. We'll see what happens in the next minute. (laughs) So we'll definitely do that. And we'll check tonight and get back to you guys tomorrow and know whether or not it's the same roof. Um, Do you guys have anything else for this minute? Minute 61? I'm curious to see how many more plans these characters have. Oh, yeah. Talked about all these plans. There are these plans that keep coming up. It's good. It it pays off, I think. Yeah. There's 20 minutes left in the movie, so (laughs) there's a lot of room for plans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Carolyn, thank you again for coming in today. Thanks for having me. It was great. Yeah, so can you come back tomorrow for a Wednesday hump day? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Cool. (laughs) So, uh, listeners, we'll see you tomorrow for minute 62 of Dirty Work. I have definitely seen the cell. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.